With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 18. Today is Friday, December 3rd, 8 p.m. UK. Team of the group stage is here as pro foot coach Steve Stokes and market expert Right Foot join me to break it all down. Later on in this podcast, we'll be joined by recently crowned champion of Oceana, Dylan Campbell joins us fresh off his Foot Global Series victory. We'll also cover the price range disaster last week, community questions, and loads more. Be sure to stay tuned for the footballers giveaway for last month as well. Let's get into it. Steve, Paul, welcome back to Footballers. Thanks for coming in this week. Uh, we had a pretty wild week last week with Black Friday. Now we have Team of the Group stage. The content just keeps on coming. But before we get on to anything else, I want to do some Black Friday grades. Paul, we'll start with you. What do you think about the Black Friday promo this year? How would you grade it? Let's do, because Steve doesn't like 1 to 5, let's do 1 to 10, 10 being absolutely amazing. I'll give them an 8.5. I think they did really well. I think the only thing that was missing was some better icons, but I think they did really well this this year. Great from start to finish. I went to 10 and you still picked a half. Okay, then nine. Thank you. I was going to round to nine. Paul gives it a nine. Steve? I'd give it a solid A-. minus. I, I think it was really good. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. No. If what? you're allowed to do letters, I want yeah. to pick a letter. Too late. I'll give it a G. You can't give it a G. Why? You just give it an A out of one out of ten, so I can give it a G if I want to give it a G. G plus. Okay. So that, that's your final answer, just A minus, no elaboration? Well, I was about to elaborate, and then I got rudely interrupted by Paul trying to be funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> that one, that one, I've, been, I've been thinking about that all day. It was solid. I mean, the content was there. The, uh, the SBCs were good. The cards were interesting. Massively overpriced because of a lack of supply and, and high demand because of the SBCs. We had the Benzema SBC, which was fantastic. That's probably going to be one of the most completed SBCs in, in foot history, really, I would imagine. Up there with Fakir, certainly. And yeah, it was good. It was solid all round. I can't really think of anything really to criticise about it. So unusual in recent weeks, but yeah, big props to EA. 
good promo. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It kept everybody engaged. One thing I did notice is after the signature signing cards went out of packs, they left the upgrade SPCs going for the next day or two. And I noticed a lot of people in the Discord were still doing them and they weren't aware that, I mean, they did put the information out. We put the information out as well. But I wonder how many, you know, casuals or, or you know, semi hardcores were still doing these SBCs trying to pack a signature series card that wasn't in packs. Did you guys see all the chat in the Discord about this? Yeah, I did. And for me, it made no difference. I did loads of upgrades and still didn't pack one, even when they were in packs. But yeah, I think they could be a little bit clearer when they've got all this stuff, the news and, you know, updates in the game. I think they could give a little bit more information about that. And I know it's there, but it'd be a little, there could be a little bit clearer with this about when stuff goes in and out of packs. Because a lot of people don't go on the website and check when stuff's coming in and out of packs. And it would a little bit all over the place, wasn't it, with best of team of the week coming in this day, then mini release the next day, then best of, you know, it would just, it would just a bit all over the place. Yeah. So there could have been a little bit clearer on the loading screen, maybe. I mean, it all went out of packs at the same time. I guess the, the thing that would have confused people would have been the car design that they put on the SPC was still the signature series car design for these upgrade packs. So, signature signings, Hunter. Get it right. I just can't bring myself to say it. It sounds so crap in it uh, anyway yeah signature <laughs> signings it was the signature signings design on the sbc even though they weren't back so could have been a mistake who knows that was my only criticism that i had of black friday because overall i thought it was great i give it a nine i say what i did really like the flash player spcs that were only out mm. for a little while that was something that i thought were really good and i did uh, comment on twitter this week saying that i think they should do more of this so you know get a random player put them out for an hour or half an hour uh, and just make certain cards a little bit more exclusive and if you if you were lucky enough to get in and get that card well done if you want unlucky but i think that's something they should do more of i really enjoyed that it's one of the things that I really appreciated about it was the, the silver cards that were there as well in the SBCs. I, I did both of them, the Phil Jones and the Troy Deeney. And I think one of the things that I really like about that is that a lot of people are going to be coming to the game at Christmas. And I think it's only right that guys that are playing it at this point should have some sort of advantage. So when it comes to managerial masterpiece and what have you, Guys that have got the game late are going to be at a bit of a disadvantage because they didn't have the opportunity to do the, the Phil Jones, the Troy Deenies. So, yeah, I think that's how it should be, really. So, props. GG's. Yeah, I did the Phil Jones. He's actually really good. I even used him in the main team for a couple of games. He's a bit clumsy, as you might, as you might expect. But uh, he's a good card, and it was extremely cheap. What was it, like 12K? It was like nothing. Moving on to new things, though, we have Team of the Group stage today. Today is Friday, December 3rd. We're recording this about 2 p.m. A lot of high-rated cards in here, a lot of juicy cards, but there's one card in particular that really caught my eye, and it's, it's extremely expensive, but I'm going to try to say his name here. Tiago Diallo, 85-rated center back, 85 acceleration, 88 sprint speed, strength 95, aggression 84. I mean, just a ridiculous card, but he's got a ridiculous price tag, 640K. Paul, what do you think about that one? I think it's very expensive. It's a it's a really good looking card, but it is very, very expensive. You know, it's a perfect link to Sanchez and lots of other great um League on cards, but yeah, very expensive. I'll be waiting for that to, to come down a little bit, I think, before I it's that pace in it. People see eighty seven pace and they'll throw all the coins at it. Yeah, pretty much. 
Steve, which one of these cards are you looking at getting into your team? Well, there's a lot of great cards here. The Thiago Diallo card, the strong link to Renato Sanchez. Vinicius Junior, that's going to be usable getting some teams. Maybe less so Ronaldo. Salah would ordinarily, but, you know, a bit of a problem with that weak foot as always at the top level. But yeah, there's, there's some absolute quality there. And, you know, the, the Marquinhos and Thiago Diallo link, that's going to be a thing with Sanchez thrown in. So a lot of, you know, absolutely top tier cards there. And uh, I think they're going to be in, in top level teams for, for a good couple of months or so. Quite a lot of them. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm happy to see some different type of cards. Like I'm definitely going to be getting the Christensen in my team with my Chelsea back line. He's an, a newer card, I guess, because a lot of these are repeats. You know, we have the same same upgrades, same cards that we typically see in a lot of these promos. Salah, Ronaldo, Sané, Lewandowski. And I know it's based around the, the Champions League and the Europa League. So we kind of we're limited as to what we can pick from and, and who performed. But uh, like Vinicius got another card and he's likely to get player of the month after this, which is going to be even more ridiculous. Would like to see some more variety in the next promo. Hopefully they do give us the next promo. What do you guys think that is exactly the next promo? L- Any guesses? Luan who? Is that one of the female players? You know, I'm not going to say it with a V because it has a W in it. Luan Dowski. Never heard of her. Anyway, moving on. Lua. Is that better? Lewandowski. Paul, what's the next promo? Freeze, I think. Yeah, that's what everybody thinks. But I feel like every time we feel like we have it figured out, they throw us a curveball. Yeah, I think these leakers have said that Freeze will be next. Fucking leakers. Well, they know. We love the leakers, man. They're never wrong. Steve's um, Steve's felt felt some of my pain this week from the leakers. He, he, I think he maybe understands a little bit now why we don't like leakers. Well, a little bit, maybe, but I've made a lot more coins from the leaks than I've lost, to be honest, so I can't grumble too much. Steve, you're turning into a fucking traitor, man. I am, yes. Well, I, I, when EA speak, I listen, and they said that if I want to be good at the game last year, I've got to learn how to trade. So here I am, getting good. Has it made you any better? Yeah. Do you know when I said last week that that day would be the last day that Steve made more coins than me? Yeah. It wasn't. No. <laughs> I'm a natural. I lied. I've been giving Paul tips. Yeah, he's been giving me tips, yeah. You haven't given me any tips. The fuck? Oh. Just be a bit more nice to me then. I'm appalled. No pun intended, Paul. Sorry. Um, what about the Haller SPC from Team of the Group stage? This is another example of promo squad, special card squad, and the SBC is just, in my opinion, complete dog shit. But it is cheap. It's cheap dog shit, in my opinion. What do you think? It Paul? wants to be cheap, doesn't it? Because like you say, it's cheap dog shit. Dog shit is still dog shit, no matter how cheap it is. Uh, just And it should be free. Give us... I mean, who pays for dog shit? Like, I can understand them putting this out as an objective where you have to score one goal in one game, but... Unless you're a, an Ajax fan, I don't see anybody really using this. You know, he's got a four-star weight foot, but he's got three-star skills and he's got 72 passing. I'm just looking now, though. He has got 86 short passing, but he's just one of those cards that's not very good in game. So I think they could give him a 90-odd a card and it's and it's and yeah. it's still a bit shit. He's, he's, you know, he's six foot three. Six three, off nation. When I say off nation, it's not a very popular nation. Ivory Coast, off league. I guess it gets a strong link to Roy Keane. I knew that would come in. It does link to the Eredivisie cards, doesn't it? That they've just put in objectives. So 
people could have done those yep. and they'll think, oh, you know, I've got a striker here. So your casual player might think I'll throw 60k at this just to get a link for those cards. But most people aren't doing it even for, for 58k. And fodder's cheapest and it's been in a long time. So I think when fodder's sort of at his average price, he'll probably be near a 70k. If you're somebody who likes to cross the ball, you're probably going to struggle to find a better card all year, though, aren't you, really, when you look at the stats? I mean, big lad, six foot three, 90 jumping, 94 strength, 82 aggression, 92 heading accuracy. So if you're somebody who likes to spam the odd cross into the box, Haller is your man. Yeah. And there's also team of the group stage, Oshiman, and he is a managerial masterpiece objective card. So that's a free one that you can get. And he looks somewhat usable. I mean, at this stage, I think you can get on with Osiman. He's got 94 pace overall in the card, 90 acceleration, 98 sprint speed. Composure is kind of lacking for a, for an attacker, in my opinion, 81, 85 reactions. He's also 6'1", 80 balance, 85 agility. He looks decent, but it is a free card. So it's much better than the than the value you're getting for Haller, in my opinion. Steve, I'm sure you're going to do that. You love managerial masterpiece. Yeah, I may do. Uh, it's pretty easy to to achieve isn't it it's you know the requirements aren't really that stringent it's I, I did a party bag last year and i got his ones to watch card and i used it for a few games and then that was it a few games was that was all he was good for this one looks a little bit better uh if you can get away with the three star skills he's decent he's got that high and average body type so you know for a big man he's he's going to be fairly agile fairly maneuverable his dribbling stats actually aren't all that bad for somebody who's six foot one. He probably has that sort of caca feel, I would imagine. It's, it's a pretty solid card. And again, you know, sort of you drew the parallel with Oshiman. He's, he's, he's six foot one. He's uh, He's got 95 jumping, 88 strength, 88 heading accuracy. So, you know, again, this is this is a promo for people who uh, who play a bit of Matt Meta, really. We need, we need Matt here, but unfortunately he's not very well, is he? He's got the lurgy. Yeah. Matt couldn't make it this week, wasn't feeling well. We wish him well. He'll be back soon. I'm just comparing Osiman to Haller, and I'm backtracking here. Ignore all that that I said about Haller. Looking at his card and his actual in-game stats, he doesn't actually look that bad. He's got 90 finishing, 90 positioning, 90 shot power, uh... For a big guy, he's, you know, he's 84 agility, 80 balance. He's passing him bad. His vision is 87. It's not actually that bad. I just looked at it and thought that's shit because it usually is, but it's not actually a horrendous card. And like you say, Steve, if somebody's a crosser, he'll, he'll do a job. If you've not got coins and you've got an era, those Eredivisie uh, milestones, so yeah, I'm backtracking on that one. The the thing with Oshiman though as well is that I mean when you look at the stats on that card, they're they're pretty much on a par with Haller. They're quite similar cards really in a lot of ways. And this is a card that that's free. You know, it's a time sink. That's about it. But it's not going to cost you any coins. And it does kind of beg that question again that we've we've looked at before. Like where where are EA going with this? If if they're going to be giving away cards like that. And we've only just started December. Where the hell are we going to be, you know, February, March time? Is there something they don't know? Is there, is there an asteroid headed for Earth or something, perhaps? I don't know. No confusion. We, we need to ask the new community manager. Get this cleared up. Hmm. Yeah, I'll leave that to you. You've got good relations with community managers. 
but wrapping up team of the group stage as a whole, I just, I thought it was strange that we got basically every card that we received during this first team was champions league. And we got two Europa league cards. Do we expect more cards to drop in a few days? Like they have been doing maybe some more Europa action or some objectives to come. There's normally a squad battles objective. So I would imagine there'll be something dropping. Uh, they're normally not quite as spectacular as the ones that you have to earn in managerial masterpiece. But yeah, I think last year the squad, sorry, I think that last time we had a Europa League objectives card, it was the German Cam, whose name escapes me because he was absolutely useless and I don't think anybody looked at him twice. So hopefully the calibre of card is a little bit better than that. Um, but yeah, they'll definitely, well, almost definitely, I would say, there'll be a, uh, a squad battles objective. I think as well, we've got some more cards coming in a, in a mini release, I think on Sunday, because there were some yeah. cards in the leaks that we hadn't actually got yet. Trent, Bruno. Uh, so I think when you're listening to this. Yeah, they'll be out by the time this goes out. That's a good point. Uh, what about this moments duo we got? That was um, kind of the middle of the week, the Japanese moments duo. Both of those cards look pretty nice. I mean, a lot of pace, a lot of composure, a lot of attacking stats on these cards. Did you guys do any of these? I've not. Oh, I didn't, know, but they, they look uh, sweaty as hell. I haven't faced them, don't know much about them, but yeah, they, they look pretty sweaty. They look like that would be somebody you would bring on in the second half or late in the game, try to nip that one goal back to get back in it. But sticking with content, team of the week, I know we don't really touch on it every week, but do we feel like Team of the Week this week is decent? Team of the Week 11? It's an okay one, Team of the Week 11. You've got Van Dyke, Griezmann, De Jong, Diaby maybe. But you look at Van Dyke and he looks like an okay card on his face stats, but then you're looking, he's got 60 acceleration, so no thank you. And De Jong looks okay. He's going to be, he's, you know, he's like 200k at the moment. He'll get a bit cheaper, so that'll be a decent value card, I think. And and Griezmann's going to be okay for 40k or whatever he is, but nothing that you, you're you going to go sell things from your club and to go buy. Just team of the week, isn't it? The weird thing with Van Dyke is what have EA actually got against Virgil Van Dyke? Why are they stiffing him on the, on the pace stats? Because He's one of the quickest centre-backs in football. Yeah. You know, where have they got this from? Who's the scout who who assesses Liverpool players? Because I don't understand how you can get it so wrong on, on such a high-profile player. Well, maybe they felt like since he was healthy this year, they wanted to leave plenty of room for upgrades via promos and whatnot. Maybe. I mean, they did the same thing to Rudiger. They nerfed his pace big time on the gold card. It's still better than Van Dyke, so. Yeah, no doubt. I want us to talk about something real quick before we uh, before we wrap up this first segment. Steve, you brought it to my attention, and I started looking at it, but there was an issue with price ranges, right? So when we got the first upgrade for the Road to the Final cards, they altered the price ranges and lowered them as they upgraded the cards. I'm assuming this was done unintentionally because they changed them back shortly after, but when they did that, people were relisting these cards for what? What was the uh, Vidal was like 16,000 coins and people lost loads and loads of coins. 
Paul, can you take us through what happened and and the fallout from that? Yeah, so I think it was maybe Tuesday night or Wednesday night. They gave, I think it was Wednesday. They gave the road to the finals there plus one for their upgrades. But when they did that, they must have messed something with the price ranges because the cards that got upgraded, like you say, Vidal, Gravenberch, Sane, Rodrigo, Robertson, I think price ranges got dropped way below what they were actually selling for. So Gravenberch at the time was 75 and he went down to 15k. So what happens if you're listing cards at whatever price, so say you listed Gravenberch for 80k, you go relist. If that price range has been dropped, it will automatically relist it for 15k. And it does give you a warning when you are relisting and it does say something like, be careful, because the price ranges can change. Um, who's but, who's ever checked that though, Paul? Realistically, well, the view. The, the thing is, I'm going to do it now, and I'm going to tell you what it says because it does say something about a valid price range, which I think those people who did that, fifteen k for that card is not a valid. No, I mean especially when Vidal is now selling for seventy k. You know. It's hard to justify dropping his price that much with an upgrade. It makes no sense. The warning does say the buy now price may be changed for some items. It will be adjusted accordingly. Are you sure you would like to relist? And like you say, nobody really does that. But on the app, it does say something about a valid price range. And like I say, that's not a valid price range. 15k for Vidal or Gravenberch. And people have just got a mistake by year has cost some people hundreds and hundreds of thousands of coins. I saw people with 10 Vidals that they'd relisted and they'd lost, you know, 85k a card on those. And it's it just totally takes the wind out of your sails and you just think, sack this game. But, you know, these people aren't going to get compensated for that year, going to say, you know, there's a warning there when you relist. But, you know, when you if you're trading and you're relisting all the time on your phone, you just go on your phone, relist and you're away, but they're not going to, they're not going to do anything about it. It's just another shitty uh, mistake that's cost its player base coins. High times for the sniping bots though. Yeah, that's the thing. The only people who are um, profiting from that are people with bots because, you know, there were loads of Gravenberches popping up. I saw, Somebody must have relisted five up because I saw five pop up all at once for 15k and they went straight away. I tried to snipe a few, but I just wasn't fast enough. But yeah, it's it's just shit, really. Silly mistake. I don't know what they've done, but the, somebody screwed up. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this was done intentionally at all. You know, and I saw a lot of talk on Twitter. We all know how rotten Twitter can be, but and especially Reddit. Oh my God, I've been venturing into Reddit. Whew, stay away from that shit. I love Reddit. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Um, and you want me to give you trading tips? Fuck off. I'll just get them from Reddit then. It's fine. This is why we're not friends. We are friends. Okay. We just, you know, we're like... You're like an old married couple. Not old. One of us. I feel old this week, man. I'm tired. You look old. I know. Don't look as old as Paul, but you look old. Hmm. I'm not the oldest looking fucker in this podcast, let me tell you that. Well, I think that's all we have for the content section of this week. We're going to take a short break here and then we're going to come in with Dylan, who's fresh off of victory in the first Oceana qualifier for FGS. Paul, thanks for joining us this week. 
I know you got to get back to do a few things, but where can the people follow you on Twitter? Right foot, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T, right fucking foot, Twitter and Twitch. Yeah, we're not going to be bleeping out anymore. We're going back to explicit. It's a huge pain in the ass for the edits, and I think it sounds better without the bleeps. Just me. But uh, yeah, so we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Fuck the bleeps. And it is time for the FIFA Point giveaway for November for our footballer sponsors. And this week's winner is Savage P. Congratulations, Savage P. Get in contact with me in DMs on the Discord, and we'll get you squared away. If you'd like to be entered into one of these monthly giveaways, you can do so by sponsoring the podcast. You can do that in the Discord, click in the link in the show notes, and get involved. Thanks again, Savage P. Congratulations. And welcome back to part two of Footballers. And this time we are joined by Dylan Campbell, pro FIFA player, fresh off of a victory in his first FGS qualifier of the year in Oceania, best player in Australia, Dylan Welcome back to Footballers. Congratulations. Thank you for the uh, the flattering intro. Glad to be back here. Nice. I, uh, I'll probably get into this a bit later, but I wasn't really expecting it. But yeah, it feels good to be winning events again. You lured everybody into a false sense of security there, Dylan, telling us that you weren't that great at FIFA 22, and then you went and ripped it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it didn't, didn't really look like you were that nervous. You know, it kind of looked like you were just business as usual until that you got paired up against your partner there and did you guys you kind of know your your play styles did you feel like it was more of a chess match yes very much so we were in practice for five days in a lead up to the event we had the same coach as well we were analyzing each other's gameplay trying to help each other improve so yeah it was very much a chess match Mm. yeah i've got a few friends that i play against and we've played so many times that the games are just so so competitive because we all know our tendencies and i can imagine on that level it's extremely nerve-wracking but yeah congratulations man happy to see you win that i have a quick question actually about the gameplay there dylan is that is is it some sort of technique that you employ to actually make life hard for yourself do you, do you intentionally go behind and then try and sweat it out or do you, do you thrive on the pressure because man you really did make it difficult didn't you Look, that's been my MO the past year, FIFA 21, <laughs> the amount of penalty shootouts I went to. No, I mean, I, try, I don't try to go behind, but if it happens, it happens. Like, I, I think I'll back myself in any scenario. Even if I'm three goals, four goals down, I still am confident that I can come back against anyone. Love it. Yeah, that makes one of us. Um, <laughs> when I go down, I just start panicking and go constant pressure and lose by like five goals. Um, yeah. Something that I want to talk about, Steve, is work rates, because I've been struggling to understand player movements, and you've actually done some work recently and studied work rates, and you've kind of stumbled upon some interesting information and how we thought they worked and how they actually work. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. It's, it's something that's it's, it's considered a bit of a dark art in FIFA, isn't it? Work rates. Um there's a lot of things spoken about them. You'll hear people talk about them all the time with their, their ideas about how they actually operate. And I thought it'd be good to get some kind of clarity on it all. So I basically set up an experiment in, in kickoff where I set up um, a team where I edited all of the players to have 50 attributes across the board. And I played a 4-4-2 with this team. And on one side, uh, everybody had a low-low work rate. And on the opposite side, everybody had a high, high work rate. 
And it was a case of just watching the AI play itself, observing how the players moved, what they did, and basically uh, coming out with some concrete evidence to dispel a few of the myths that are out there with work rates, because uh, there are quite a few, most, most notably perhaps the idea that, uh, that the work rates will define where your players operate on the pitch. So if you have a player with a low attacking work rate, they, as, as the story goes, as legend goes, that the player with a low attacking work rate won't join your attacks. Um, but yeah, we, we found that that wasn't true. Uh, this, this a video that's in the Foot Academy at the moment. And it's, it's quite illuminating, I think. Um, people don't really understand it. And I think that you can, you can really select players according to your play style and you'll find them behaving much more predictably uh, once you understand exactly how work rates do really affect players' movements. Yeah, and after seeing this video, it was really interesting to me on the defensive side and without going into too much detail because those Foot Academy patrons have paid for this premium content. So all I will say is I was extremely surprised at how certain work rates performed versus others while defending. Um, very eye-opening stuff. I can't wait to put some of this stuff to use uh, as soon as this podcast is done. Um, where can they get their hands on this information if they're not in the Foot Academy? Well, I'm glad you asked, Hunter. Uh, they can't actually get it unless they're in the Foot Academy. So there's a case of hopping along to uh, patreon.com forward slash Foot Academy checking it out there's there's plenty of other good stuff in there as well not just the uh, the work rates video we've got the we've talked about it a lot on the pod previously Dylan's had fun with it the uh, how to play the Liverpool way tactics tutorials all kinds of things I don't want to do the hard sell but yeah I'd, I'd like to think that there's some uh, some good value stuff there and this is something that the the experimental side of things is something that I'm looking to continue with I think it's a good way of demonstrating how not only work rates operate, but also different tactics. And uh, yeah, going forward, it's, it's something that I'm definitely going to be looking to uh, to focus in on a, a lot, lot more. We've got links for Foot Academy and the Discord in the show notes. Feel free to click those links and check that out. Let's move on here a little bit. Um, Steve, you, we had an interesting discussion last week about you know issues in the game, for really for the past few weeks game feels like crap you know after the latest patch blah 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 and it's different for everybody else regardless you did some testing and you went to old gen even though that was that was against our advice yeah we had to try something right that's kind of how you felt you wanted to to see what it was like and you went to old gen how was that experience well just to sort of qualify that really it's something that i really didn't want to do but yeah gameplay just became so horrific just prohibitive I, I, I literally couldn't play the game on on next gen on xbox so it was really just an act of desperation to go to go back to to old gen and i was shocked um I, I found that there were still one or two issues with with finding games it took a little bit longer than i would have perhaps liked ideally but the games were there and when you got into the gameplay itself um it was smoother it was more responsive and it was. I I struggled in a lot of ways. I, I I spoke to you about it, H, and said that it was almost as if the next gen version is basically the same game. I mean, we we know that it's operated on the same engine and what have you, 
but it was it was basically the same game, but with uh, with like a, a filter overlaid over it to make it look slightly different. And that might be a slightly controversial opinion. I, I appreciate that, but um, yeah, that that's been my experience in in terms of gameplay mechanics and what have you. Everything is pretty much identical. The, the stuff that's overpowered on on next gen is still there in old gen, and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's I kind of see it as a backward step, but at the same time, also a necessary step. And I'm actually, I, I, in a way, I'm kind of, I, I don't see it as being a massive disappointment. It's good to know that there is an alternative there, and if people are struggling with with next gen gameplay. Um, I'd, I'd recommend that they certainly take a look if you can make next gen gameplay work. Obviously, plug on with that. But uh, yeah, there are options before you uh, before you decide to throw it in and go and play. I don't know Sims or something. I haven't tried the the PS4 version of FIFA 22, but Dylan, I'm assuming you're on the next gen version, right? As a pro player, you're on next gen PS5. Um, have you tried? The PS4 version. Did you try the PS5 and PS4 last year, or did you not have one yet? No, so I haven't even downloaded uh, the PS4 version this year. Even when the uh, ten hours um, early access was, uh, I didn't even have PS4 version at all. So I haven't touched it. Suck. So I'm not really in a position to comment on that. But FIFA 21, same sort of scenario, just flipped around. I didn't actually have a PS5 until probably like three weeks before FIFA 22 came out. Okay. So yeah, I've only ever played on like one version of the game in each year. So last year in FIFA 21, I was fortunate enough to get my hands on a PS5 right as FIFA came out, FIFA 21. And immediately I wanted to play the PS5 version, but I hated it. And it, for the same reasons that I hate this one, when I say hate, when it's bad, it's bad. When it's good, it's great. The problem is the inconsistencies. I noticed the, the PS4 version of FIFA 21 was way more responsive, way more consistent than the PS5 version of FIFA 21. So I just stayed on the PS4 version all year. Every now and then I would try the PS5 version, reminded myself that I didn't like it, and went back to the PS4. Um, been really soft on FIFA lately, haven't played it a whole lot, just needed a kind of a reset. Um, hoping to get back into it this weekend, and I'm going to stick with PS5 and try to stick to my guns there, but I'm not against going back to old gen and i'm interested to keep up with steve and see how he gets on with it but you do seem to be enjoying the game again which is good so if you are struggling with next gen console gaming and and fifa 22 don't hesitate to go try something else if you're not enjoying it there's no point playing it right yeah absolutely and it was you know as as i said earlier it was very much a sort of last resort scenario for me but uh yeah look rather than sort of you know, ditching it and, and saying this isn't the year for me, uh, go and check out old gen before you do that because you, you may find that it's uh, it's a little bit more responsive, as you said, and it's just a, a more rewarding experience. And it's it's not it's really not that different from from next gen. You know, you've you've still got the same things that work, the the passing's similar, you're still gonna struggle with over the top through balls and that sort of thing. Um so yeah, it's uh, this this I struggle to tell the difference in a lot of ways, and you know that's coming from somebody who spends far too much time watching and playing FIFA. Yeah, I mean it, it, it makes sense. It's it's all about enjoying the game. So 
I play this to have fun. I don't play it to win games and post pictures on Twitter of how good I am at FIFA. That's not why I do it. I do it to enjoy it. So um, we'll move on to the new topic here. Something this happened yesterday. And originally I thought that this was a joke. But turns out it was actually true. Uh, Castro, the Castro of FIFA, was permanently banned for coin distribution yesterday. And he posted it. It was during a live stream. A problem communicating with the servers. What? Permanently banned. The day before team of the group stage. And I just dropped like 300k fucking FIFA points on Black Friday. And you think I'm coin distributing? Completely flipped his shit. And he was talking about how he just spent 300,000 FIFA points on Black Friday. And now he got a permaban. Uh, Steve, what the fuck? I mean, the first thing I've got to disclose is that I've never watched more than 10 minutes of a Castro stream, so... I'm probably not the world's greatest authority on the guy. He's, he's very uh, hype, isn't he, as the kids say. I mean, the majority um, of his time is spent in the menus, though. Yeah, he's, he's opening packs and, you know, sort of bringing that side of thing. And really, he's, he's the poster boy, I suppose, for, for pack openings, isn't he, for, for EA Sports. So I'm sure it's not something that they did intentionally. He must have just triggered some sort of algorithm and uh, fallen foul of that. But... I don't know, maybe it's going to be a positive thing because uh, if, if Castro can can fall foul of that algorithm, then it goes to show that anybody can and, and maybe EA will, will look at that. Um, the, the one thing that doesn't sit too well about it, I suppose, is that Castro had his ban overturned quite quickly, as I understand it. And that oh, was it already left. overturned? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. It's been- yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people in that sort of situation... You know, it, it wouldn't happen overnight, would it? So yeah, I think that, you know, people will maybe look at it and say, mm, if an exception was made there, why can't it be made with me? And as I say, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, that might be a good thing. I saw Nick run the foot market, commented on his tweet and said that it's unfortunate, but, and this is last night, he said, it's unfortunate, but your account is, you know, his account's going to be overturned rather quickly, just like you just said. Um, while people who have clout and notoriety in the game are going to get turned around quicker than those who don't. Hmm. He doesn't agree with it, but it is what it is. That's just how it is. You know, he's the he's the poster boy for FIFA. And um, this is, I wanted to ask you about this, Dylan, because I know a lot of pro players in the beginning of the game put on a lot of money in FIFA points to get those coins up so they can get good teams. Yeah. Have you ever experienced this early on in a game or have you ever gotten a warning or any any type of signal that you may be targeted for a coin distribution if you just sold a whole lot of players after you ripped some packs? No, I think it'd stand out for me if I had. I think the closest thing that I've gotten to is like marker pants where like I get the like those animals that you have to like rotate. Um, oh yeah, the capture those little animal capture puzzles. Things, yeah. What's your yeah. record time on that deal? Do pro players have, have quicker twitch times for, for solving those caps? Oh, I can't I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm not too quick with them. I've failed a few times, but yeah. <laughs> um nah, like I haven't really had any experience with like getting marker band stuff or 
coin wipe, coin distribution, all that. Um, there has been a couple of situations where pro players are actually banned from like competing for like for a year. I think it is for the penalty for coin distribution. Um, it's something that like when you're a competitive player, it's just one of those things like you can take zero risk because whilst like everyone's prone to being like banned and stuff for like that, when you sign up for like FIFA Global Series to be a competitive player, your account is like under heavy scrutiny and almost like it's it's under a microscope a lot more than just your ordinary FIFA player. So it's one of those things where like you can take zero risk, otherwise yeah, the consequences are like massive. Yeah, I mean they hold you guys to a higher standard than they do somebody like myself, right? Just your average Joe FIFA player. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Which I mean I get it. Um I think they should hold everybody to the same standard, but I definitely understand where they're coming from and uh being more harsh, I guess, in the punishment for pro players than they would be for your average guy because they don't want to put off the entire community, but they need to make an example of somebody when they break the rules, you know. I mean it's not it's not about, you know, they're not concerned about pro players getting an advantage from buying coins. They're more worried about the idea that it's gonna put people off buying packs, aren't they? Let's be honest. Uh, people I wasn't gonna go to go coin there, sellers. I'll, I'll agree with you. you know, <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's give it straight. Yeah. Well, We'll move on from this. We have, uh, we've got some hot takes and questions to go through from the community before we end out this week's show. First question we have is from Dave W. Dave says, it's more of a discussion, but what do you think if you could add chemistry styles to managers, not to boost stats, but movement, position, tactics? You could add a defensive chem style, which would improve your back line's position, or a tikataka chem style, which would improve the movement of players for passing and transitions. What do we think about this? We'll, we'll, we'll let Dylan go first on this one. Um, that's an interesting one. For me personally, I think it's one of those things that, as is the case with FIFA nowadays, everyone's looking for the meta. No, it's one of those words that's very prevalent nowadays, but when you add things like uh, a chem style to a manager, which can make your defense stronger, I feel like that's almost promoting, again, like the meta. So I'm not really like the biggest fan of it. I mean, it's a good idea in theory. It's just very difficult to implement that into FIFA because you're going to get people, as he he mentioned, like adding a defensive chem star card. Your team might just like drop back. It's going to be very boring to play against that. Then the other ones, like the attacking ones, I understand that as well, but it's just very, very difficult to implement that. I don't think it'd be possible, honestly. Yeah, it seems like it'd be hard to do with players with different work rates because they're not going to respond in the way that you would want them to and things like that. Steve, what do you think about it? It's open to abuse, isn't it? That's the first thing. Exactly. It's it's, it's, it's something that, I mean, we we did kind of have this in in old FIFAs where you could buy um, formation cards. And, you know, that was how you changed formations. Difficult to imagine these days, but yeah, it's... Funnily enough, it's something that I was thinking about earlier today because I was playing a game and uh, the player got injured. And you obviously have the uh, the situation where you'll have the drop ball and automatically the ball will be kicked back to, to the team that uh, that put the ball out of play to, to allow for the substitution. And it just sort of crossed my mind at that point that, you know, it's like, you sometimes see people saying, like, do EA realise how toxic this community is? 
And I think that kind of gives mm. proof to it. Yeah, they do because they don't even they don't even trust people to do the right thing uh, when it comes to a player being injured and giving the ball back in a drop ball situation. So, you know, it's, it's another thing that yeah, I, I don't think don't think that people could be trusted with it, and that's that's why we're we're not allowed nice things like that. Yeah, I agree. Anything that opens the door to abuse, they're gonna probably shy away from it, and I'm glad because there's plenty of other ways to abuse the game at the moment as i'm sure dylan is aware not only that as well i think that the game in, in a lot of ways is already complicated enough do we really want more layers added to it in that sense you know I, i'm there fiddling around with player characteristics and ratings and what have you just to try and get a grip on how something like work rates operate so the more you add layers to that kind of thing uh the, the more difficult that becomes so yeah. It's a big no from me, Dave. Yeah, I would agree. Although I, I, the more creativity you can, you know, you can have in a squad is good, but I, I just don't know if this is the way. Uh, the next one is from Dustin. Dustin has a, a lengthy question he wants to ask, but, but basically to summarize, he doesn't have a, a meta God squad, if you will. And he wants to know, and this is actually good that we have Steve and Dylan to answer this one. He wants to know, how do you slow down or stop a bot meta squad? And what he's saying is a bot meta squad is the the chances of somebody packing uh, Messi, Mbappe, you know, Hullet, uh, Pele, all your top cards. If you have somebody just with an ultimate god squad all right. and you're just outmatched on paper, what would you do to slow it down, to stop it and contain it and try to stay in contention for that game? We'll go to Dylan first. Um, it's a difficult one. I feel like if you're a better player when it comes to ability over someone, even if they've got like that crazy team, you should still be winning. Like if you play your your own star, like just the way you usually do, you should be winning. It's just a case of like your very similar levels. Obviously, their team, it's God Squad level. It's going to be very difficult to play against that. Some of the things you can do though, like it's not the best way. Or the most uh, most enjoyable way to play against it, but a lot of the time, just trying to control the game and like not giving away anything easily, like not taking too many risks. Um, and against those kind of players, like sometimes when they get into certain positions, there's like really nothing you can do to stop them. So you just got to try, like, play uh, with as minimal risk as possible. I don't know; it's a difficult one to answer. Um, like it comes down to different situations, how that person is playing. Like it depends on their play style and all that. I think it's a very, it's something that's like case by case. It's not really like one definitive answer to solving that problem. Yeah. So to me, as an average player, um, I say average, I'm in division two, so I'm not one of your elite players. Um, what I try to do is I try to keep a tactic in one of my D pad selections that I go to when I feel like one, I'm outmatched on paper, i.e. the person has a better team than me, or I feel like they're a better player than me. So, and I posted it in the Foot Academy or the uh, Footballers Discord, but I go to a three-five-two and I hug sideline and I try to just keep possession of the ball. If you don't give them the ball, they can't score. So I focus on the fundamentals, making good passes, make good choices, uh, crossing the ball, going backwards if I have to. I know that's not popular. But when you're outmatched, you have to do what you have to do. 
to get the win ultimately, right? Uh, Steve, how do you feel about that? Well, it sounds familiar, yeah. The idea that uh, it's an old Brian Clough quote, actually, the football manager from from years long gone, that they can't score while we've got the ball, and it's it's so fundamental, you know. But if you if you're up against a team where you are outmatched, the last thing you want to do is give them every opportunity to to exploit the fact that they've got better cards than you. So you want to keep the ball away from them. Um, in, in terms of feeling that you're outmatched, I think that uh, often with matchmaking, especially probably more so that the lower down the divisions you go, you'll often find that you come across bad players with good teams, if that makes sense. So don't necessarily be too intimidated by what you see on the loading screen. You know, quite often you'll come up against somebody who's not not that great a player mechanically um, that, that just tends to get bailed out by by having great cards. And that kind of leads me to, to something else that I'd ask um, in relation to this, which would be uh, how much, how often or how used to being bailed out is the questioner, you know, is, is it the case that, uh, that they're not actually mechanically that good and they've, they've played at a level so far where having a god squad themselves you know, to, to whatever level that might be has, has kind of got them through a little bit and uh, the, the, the certainly comes a point where you've got to improve as a player, um, you know, on, on both sides of the coin. You can't you can't rely on the cards to get you through all the time. So, you know, kind of like as Dylan said, you, you, you've got to sort of reduce the uh, the opportunities that they have and you've also, uh, you've also got to make sure that you're the best player that you can be regardless of what squad you're running with. Yeah, it's it's a good point you bring up there because I have my main account, like I said, that I'm in Division Two and I've got a pretty good squad, and I also have my Road to Glory, where currently I'm in Division Seven, working my way up, and I still see the same caliber squads in Division Seven with my base squad that you can probably buy for twenty thousand coins total, and I've beaten the crap out of those teams. So it's like it's like you say when you see that team in the loading menu. You shouldn't be intimidated at all. You should say, okay, I'm better than this guy because he's right here on me on skill rating, but he's got a way better team. So I just need to do what I do and take care of business, like Dylan said. So Dylan's the man to talk to here about this as well, because if ever there was a case of a, a very average FIFA player being bailed out by a God Squad, then, uh, then Dylan's that. <laughs> no, it's something I've had to deal with in the past competitively, though. Like even, <laughs> even qualifiers, like FIFA 20 and stuff. When these guys are running around with like you save your team of the MSC, right. I had gold, uh, gold son on seven chem, gold Mane seven chem. Like it, it's definitely like something that's difficult to do. But a lot of the time, I find people with like really good teams, especially if you're like going down lower in the divisions. The one thing I always notice that's the biggest weakness is defensively. Um, yeah, that's the skill gap. Yeah, I think it's very very easy to score against them. So as long as you're strong defensively, like you should win those games. Um, they're like the attackers, they can bail them out with like crazy shots. They're quick for the through balls. But as long as you stay like your best defensively, I think that's, that's the number one thing that I would go to. But as I said before, like there's certain scenarios where sometimes you just can't do anything against some of these top players. They, they'll pull off the craziest shots and whatnot. Yeah, not taking too many risks, just playing safe um, and just working on your defense. I think that's the best way to uh, to counter that. Yeah. There we go. Easy. Yep. 
just got to keep your head. This is a this is a mental game at the end of the day. It's how fast you can react and can you react appropriately, make the right decisions. Because um, even with an inferior squad, you can do it. Stay focused. Don't switch off because that's often what kills you. You know, this, these cards only need one chance, as, as Dill's saying there, you know, so don't switch off. We actually had a good a good example of this, Steve. You you popped in. I was streaming the Discord, I don't know, last week. I was trying out that new Phil Jones card, and um, I came up against an absolute god squad. And right away, I said, oh, this is going to be miserable. And I had lost the game before, so I was already slightly tilted. This guy comes out, constant pressure, just flying up the field, you know, fast build up, flooding people forward, and just starts ripping shots. And he goes up two nothing, and I'm full tilted at this point. And I ended up getting destroyed by this guy because I lost my head. I was making poor decisions. I was rushing the ball. Steve said, "Well, you're running toward the ball. Run toward the, where the ball's gonna go." You know, and it's like I was too far beyond listening to any of that, and I just got off immediately. So keep your head, stay focused. Fundamentals. Good question, Dustin. And that's all we have this week for questions. And um, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, Dylan, again, congratulations. Thanks for coming. We appreciate your insight. Hopefully, we'll have you back on soon. And uh, best of luck in your future competitions. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on again. As usual, I always enjoy coming on here. So, yeah. Thanks for having me. We enjoy having you and our listeners do too. Where can our listeners follow you on uh, Twitch? I know you stream quite often, right? Yes, on Twitch, you can follow me at twitch.tv forward slash Dylan Campbell underscore. Uh, I'm streaming pretty regularly at the moment. Got a couple of competitions coming up. So if the time zones permit and uh, you're available, then yeah, I'll be streaming a couple of competitions. I'm always streaming weekending and stuff, but yeah, that's the place to find me. Sounds good. Steve, you going to be streaming soon? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully now I've got a bit of a grip on, on the gameplay and I can stream something that is just horrible to play. It might be old gen if people can put up with that, but uh, yeah, we're, we're certainly getting back towards that. Um, that'll be twitch.tv forward slash the foot coach and the same old place on Twitter um, at the foot coach. And yeah, this is it's always good to catch up with Dylan, especially on the back of, of that kind of performance. Obviously a, a very competitive kind of guy. A uh, little bit of a teaser here. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing how competitive he is when it, when it comes to our Christmas special, which, which viewers will be able to look forward to very soon. Hoping I can get one over on him. Do one for England against the Aussies. That's the plan. Hmm. Well, guess we'll see. Paul might have something to say about that. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at The Foot Hunter. You can follow the show on Twitter at FootballersPod with a Z. You can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash FootballersPod. That's going to wrap it up this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.